Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via a text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. Good morning. Welcome to a Thursday on A Penny for Your Thoughts. We're here 9 to 11 today. Glad you're along for the ride wherever you might be. We have people in their cars, homes, gardens, working outside, running, jogging, walking, listening locally, listening around the country, listening around the world. Glad you're with us wherever you might be today. Again, the phone numbers, you just heard Gene give those. You can text us. Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line presents that every day. 351-5357. You can verbalize your thoughts, of course, always on the phones at 356-9397 or email us talk at wdws.com. Busy day yesterday. Literally left here after 11 o'clock, ran out to Stone Creek and participated in the uh, Lou Henson Illini Rebounders golf outing. Thanks to the rebounders for letting me participate. I don't think I played very well at all. <laughs> it's hard to leave a radio studio, studio, run across town, have no warm-ups, and then try to pretend that you know what you're doing on the golf course. So it was okay. I had a good time with our group, though, and enjoyed uh, being with the rebounders and Brad Underwood as they uh, kind of previewed the season yesterday. And Got ready for some basketball, but of course that's a little further down the road. Football starting here in just over a week. Getting ready for that. Well, uh, we have some open line time today. Various topics. A big sports topic has to do with Columbus, Ohio, and Urban Meyer suspended for three games at the start of this year. And again, they had to get this resolved because they had to make a decision one way or the other whether to fire him or suspend him or what. And I was just reading all kinds of different tweets during the course of the day as there was like a 10 or 12 hour meeting of the board of trustees at Ohio state. And it was interesting because some of the information that was trickling out or what people said they heard and who knows what they hear and when they hear it or whether it's right or not. But there was a lot of speculation that the board of trustees at Ohio state, uh, some of the tweets were, Hey, let's uh, fire or let's uh, reinstate Urban Meyer immediately. Others were saying the president wanted him suspended. Urban Meyer basically was deferring to the president. And as it turned out, he gets suspended for three games. And the athletic director gets suspended as well, Gene Smith. So that's the big news out of Columbus, Ohio. I also saw a 23-page report. You can Google this yourself and find it if you go online. 23-page report that was put out by the independent investigation over in Columbus, and there's a lot of information in there regards to Zach Smith and the different things he has faced over the years, different charges, his wife, situation with his wife, their connection to Urban Meyer, what Urban Meyer did or did not know. All of that is detailed in there. It was interesting to me, The thing, one of the things that was interesting to me, just one of the people involved in the meetings yesterday for the Board of Trustees was Clark Kellogg. The uh, CBS commentator, of course, former Buckeye great, uh, he 
was in some of the stories that were reported, not involved in the investigation report, but he was just in the meeting yesterday. So that was interesting to follow along on that. So we've got that. Of course, uh, all the furor in Washington over Michael Cohen and Lanny Davis and talk of impeachment. Uh, that comes up, of course. Uh, there's a very politically charged atmosphere in Washington. Lawyers disagree. I, there's a lot to cover on all of this. I kind of honed in on Lanny Davis, who is the attorney for Michael Cohen, and also on Alan Dershowitz, who we had on this program back a couple months ago when he spoke at the University of Illinois, and both have either written and or spoken about all of this, and they've got opposite opinions. The lawyers cannot agree on what happened with Michael Cohen and the impact it could have on Trump and what that means for the future. So I've got some of that. If we get a chance to discuss that, we will. Rodney Davis was on the radio this morning. Don't know if you heard that. He was on with Dave Gentry commenting on the arrest and firing of a staffer. We'll talk about that a little bit. Hawaii bracing for a big hurricane. Uh, Maui's going to get a lot of rain. Uh, the big island of Hawaii as well uh, and Oahu. Students moving in at the University of Illinois. I think they've. I think I saw the number at four thousand freshmen moving in at the University of Illinois today. So that's going to be a busy place. Wall Street set a record. We'll tell you what that's about yesterday. And I had a, a call yesterday was asking me about the Cubs and their recent offensive futility, where they scored just one run in five straight games, and it was each of the runs were a home run. Now, they broke out with eight runs last night in a win, so they finally broke out of that slump, but five games in a row with one run with a solo home run in each of those games. And the question was, has that ever happened before? I went digging. I can't find anything uh, one way or the other, whether it does, but it did get me to thinking about uh, rare baseball feats, and I've got a list of those we'll have some fun with today as well. And Tiger and Phil in a pay-per-view match for golf. That's another interesting story today. So those are some of the things that are uh, out there for discussion. If there's something else you want to bring up, you can certainly do that. Uh, we'll take your phone calls, emails, and texts throughout the morning. Whichever direction you'd like to go, we can certainly go that way. And we'll do all of that and take our opening time out and get it started. Adam Austin is our producer today. Good to have Adam with us, and we'll continue with more after this. Penny for your thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS, 3569397 is the phone number. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357. of several texts and emails that have already come in today. Or you can uh, reach us any of those three ways during the next couple of hours with any topic you would like here on this open line time. Tomorrow we're going to visit with Carol Varell a few minutes. She had a cold case recently where they've got some information that led to some charges being filed in a previous cold case, and they've got another one coming up this weekend that you can watch and listen for. So we'll talk to her about that. Uh, next week, among our guests will be uh, Bob Steigman. He's going to come on uh, during the middle of the week and talk about uh, some of the news he's been involved with here in recent days and address some of the questions that have come up around him. So we'll get into that in the middle of next week and uh, may get into a little bit more about uh, all the students coming into the University of Illinois as they get ready to start their new academic year. Well, just reading some of the uh, articles in regards to the president. Did the president violate campaign finance laws? And Alan Dershowitz has uh, weighed in on some of this. 
in an article on The Hill. He says, ever since the news broke that Michael Cohen pleaded guilty to finance laws and swore that candidate Trump directed him to do so, I've been reviewing the morass of rules and laws that govern campaign finance. He says, I've been teaching and practicing criminal law for more than a half century, and yet I have to acknowledge I'm having difficulty understanding the laws as they relate to the allegations made by Cohen against President Trump. And Alan Dershowitz goes on to say, a few things are clear. A candidate is free to contribute to his or her own campaign. He says, it's also not criminal for a candidate to pay hush money to women whose disclosures might endanger his campaign. So if a candidate Trump paid hush money to his two accusers, there would be no violation of any campaign or other laws. If he did so for the purpose of helping his campaign, as distinguished from helping his marriage, his campaign would have to disclose any such contribution. And failure to do so would be a violation of a campaign law, but he says the payments themselves would be entirely lawful. That's Alan Dershowitz, if you want to check that out, an opinion piece on the Hill. Now, of course, uh, Lanny Davis says that the president, he's Michael Cohen's attorney, he says the president has corrupted democracy and directed Cohen in a criminal act. So those are the two sides, the uh, two big lawyers, Lanny Davis and Alan Dershowitz, on opposite sides of the fence in regards to what is a criminal act and what is not in regards to campaign laws, which is what Michael Cohen is referring to uh, in his plea deal. So all of that broke over the last couple of days. That, of course, uh, in Washington, D.C. anyway, has uh, sucked up most of the oxygen <laughs> in that town, as you can expect and uh, around the country, but uh, the rest of us uh, live day-to-day and have lots of things we have to do and get done, so we'll kind of watch it from afar and see what happens. Uh, Danny, good morning to you. How are you? I'm well, and yourself? I'm doing pretty good. I'd like to change the subject a little bit. Oh, absolutely. I just cannot believe what the Ohio State Board did to Urban Meyer. I would say... In my opinion, he's one of the top ten football coaches in the country. Do you agree? Oh, I'd say maybe top five, yeah. Yeah, well, and then uh, sounds like the board wants him to be uh, a caretaker and get into each one of his assistant coaches' personal lives. Have you ever heard of anything like that before? Getting involved in their assistants' personal lives? Yeah. Well, I mean, they they all work together, you know, 12, 14, 16 hours a day. So, I mean, they all kind of know what's going on in each other's lives anyway. But Yeah, but if I was Urban Meyer, and this is just my humble opinion, mm-hmm. I would quit, tell them where they could take their football coach because he could get almost any job in the country outside of Alabama. I just I'm just put out by what a bunch of people are doing to a outstanding football coach, even though he is a rival of us. Mm-hmm. So that's all I had to say, uh, Brian. Okay. And thank you for the time. Hey, you're very welcome. Thank you, Danny. His uh, record, by the way, Urban Meyer's record at Ohio State, six years, seventy-three and eight, and he's won uh, three national titles in his career. Bill Hancock, the executive director of the College Football Playoff Committee, weighed in on Gene Smith's suspension, the athletic director, who's also been suspended. 
Uh, he said, although neither Urban Meyer nor Gene Smith condoned or covered up the alleged domestic abuse by Zach Smith, they failed to take sufficient management action relating to Zach Smith's misconduct, retained an assistant coach who was not performing as an appropriate role model for OSU student-athletes. And you got to remember, too, I think it was um, Zach Smith is related to Earl Bruce, who hired Urban Meyer and gave him his first job in college. And so there was some family connections there or personal connections that go uh, back back several years. Uh, Urban Meyer said in a news conference, I followed my heart and not my head. I gave Zach Smith the benefit of the doubt. The school said in its outline of findings, Meyer did not attempt to cover up any of Zach Smith's actions. The findings call into question Meyer's behavior after a story by college football reporter Brett McMurphy that detailed allegations against Smith made by his ex-wife Courtney that included a series of text messages, and a lot of that had to do with the Big Ten media days up in Chicago at the time that all of this broke, right after Zach Smith was fired. And just reading the 23-page report, uh, Zach Smith had a, um, well, to say he had a checkered past, I mean, just based on that report, there was a lot of different things he was involved in uh, outside of the story of the um, alleged spousal abuse that um, this was a guy that probably shouldn't have been working in college football based on what's in the report. If you believe all of that, and based on what they found, just just the different way he was in a downward spiral personally, in a lot of different areas. So, anyway, let's go uh, to Tom. Tom, good morning. Hey, hey, Brian. Uh, more serious note. Uh, I know you got a daughter down in Nashville. I'm glad they uh, caught that one of the nuts. I don't know. I haven't heard the news lately, but I hope they caught both of them or killing people just at random. And, you know, I can't believe, I've seen that on the evening news, and I always watch the Today Show every morning, NBC, I believe it is. It used to be ABC, I think. But anyway, I guess it don't matter. Anyway, I couldn't believe they didn't say one word about that guy getting caught. And do you know if they ever caught the other nutcase? Now, which which case are you talking about? I'm trying- well, they were they were killing people random, just killing people random. They shot Several people, three died in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Well, they were I... just killing people, you know, at random. I don't think they, they were, like, you know, gangs or anything. They were just targeting, hmm. well, I don't know if they were targeting certain people or not, uh, but they were. They shot several people, and three of them died. Hmm. Okay, I'll have to look that up. I had not heard that. Was that just like... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been on national news. Oh. Yeah, that's what I say. I was on national news. I couldn't believe that the Today Show, NBC... What is that, NBC? I guess I don't Anyway, I couldn't believe that next morning. They never had nothing on it about it. But, you know, it's on national TV. And they caught one, and all they had description, they had a... They were in a dark car, but they caught one of them. They showed his picture on the news, and I'm hoping they got the other one, especially, uh, I believe your daughter goes to college in Nashville. Yeah, she does, yeah, at Belmont, yeah. I, I'm looking at a headline here. It says, two persons of interest in fatal East Nashville shootings are in custody. Oh, uh, that's, oh thank yeah. goodness. I, I hadn't heard that they had caught the second person, but, you know, you've been, you know, you're... Uh, Having a daughter going to college in Nashville—that's oh sure, yeah, that makes uh, you know, that, you know that that really hits it hits home. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, thank and, you for um, letting me know about that. They had the um, 
Of course, a few months ago, uh, they had the shooting at the Waffle House. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. You said yeah. your daughter knew, knew one of the yeah. young ladies. She did. But, yeah, that, these people shot, I think, 10, 12 people. And, and uh, they were just going around shooting people, uh, drive-by shootings. And uh, all they have is a dark car, but they probably, you know, zeroed in on the license plates because there's cameras, you know, everywhere. Oh, sure. Nowadays. Sure. And that's, you know, that's probably how they call them. And just one quick note, that idiot on night, uh, on uh, uh, late night, Stephen Colbert, I can't believe he got nominated for a uh, Academy or uh, Emmy. And anyone puts the president down day after day after day is a traitor in my book. But anyway, thanks for uh, uh, all right. giving well, me my time to talk. Well, thank you, Tom, for letting me know about all that in Nashville. I appreciate that. Yes, Thank sir. you. Okay. You bet. Bye. Three five six nine three nine seven. Let's see here. Lots of texts and emails coming in, and that is good. I like it. Let's see. Let me go back to the top. It said a caller wanted to know the purposes of all the attacks on Trump. It's all about the taxpayer money in D.C. Defense contracts, social services, health. Comey and Mueller enriched each other when FBI directors through awarding government contracts to each other's firms when one was FBI director. Both are millionaires now. Why are we in Afghanistan now for 17 years? Uh, let's see here. The reason is to defend the lucrative opium trade and $3 trillion worth of lithium, natural gas, and oil and gemstones. This is a long one here. I'm trying to slice it down to just make it short. Government is big business, and U.S. corporations have worked out favorable trade deals, allowing them cheap labor overseas, no tariffs to pay when they bring the goods into the U.S. Same with food. That's why the Americans pay high prices for things like oranges, lemons, and meat. Producers know the food stamp subsidies prop up the prices. Being a retired federal agent, the worst thing is these phony investigations and total corruption of the DOJ and FBI, please name the federal violations Mueller is investigating. Collusion, ha, that's from Barbara. Also a text in says, good morning, I'll be boycotting all the Ohio State football games until Urban Meyer retires or he steps down, whenever that will be. So that has come in, somewhat upset with uh, Urban Meyer and the fact that he's still going to be around after three games. Also got a text in, says anybody could coach Ohio State to 9-10 to 10 wins. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Did President Trump just contaminate all the potential jurors in the United States by stating his views on the man charged with the murder of the young student in Iowa? No wonder the lawyers were hunting for information if he commented on the Brent Christensen case. Yeah, the president did refer to the uh, case out in Iowa with the missing girl who was uh, found dead, of course, and uh, Ill illegal immigrant charged in that uh, case, facing charges in that case. And Ted writes in, he says, please consider inviting the University of Illinois Chief of Police on to discuss standing down to mob rule situations on campus as a University of North Carolina Police Department did Monday during the destruction of a publicly owned statue. That was the Silent Sam statue at Chapel Hill. The University of Illinois Police... Eh, I can't make this out. Stood down on three separate occasions, I guess, last year. Are they going to continue to do so? All right, it was kind of choppy there. All right, there's that's from Ted. Yeah, they were talking about the, uh, I mentioned this, and I actually looked up the Silent Sam statue history 
online. I've got that, too. If I can get a chance, I'll get to that. 926, lots of things happening already. Good to hear from all of you. Any topic you want to bring up, it can be politics, it can be sports, it can be something you saw yesterday, something you heard. We can talk about it. It's here on an open line. Back in a moment with more of our show today on a Thursday. We're kind of wide open today. We'll continue with more after this. All right, back on Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. 356-9397 is how you can join us on the phones. Text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. 62 degrees currently. I was looking at some of this 23-page uh, report out from the Ohio State Board of Trustees, part of their investigation, and, and some of this has to do with um, Urban Meyer and his reaction to a lot of what happened. Text messages from his wife regarding the assistant coach. And I mentioned before the break some of the things that Zach Smith had been reportedly involved in, some of the conduct, and I was saying, well, some of this Probably should have disqualified him from being an assistant coach at a college level like this. 2013 arrest for operating a vehicle while impaired. May of 2014, in connection with an out-of-town recruiting trip to Florida, Zach Smith ran up a significant bill at a local strip club along with another OSU football coach and one or more high school coaches. Uh, let's see, there's two or three cases of that. There was also, of course, uh, besides all the domestic abuse accusations alleged, uh, during and after his divorce proceedings in 2015, Zach Smith's job performance suffered. He was regularly late to practice and workouts. He failed to appear at scheduled recruiting visits at various high schools, despite reporting internally that he had. Uh, Coach Meyer was made aware of those issues. Zach Smith recalls Meyer warned him if he continued to be late and otherwise unreliable, he'd be fired. Uh, he also, uh, during that same time period, engaged in a sexual relationship with a secretary on the football staff who did not report to him, took sexually explicit photographs of himself in the OSU football facilities and at other locations, including one at the White House, on a team visit in April of 2015 after winning the 2014 National Championship. And those are some of the details of Zach Smith's conduct uh, along the way found out by the Board of Trustees and their investigation at Ohio State. So anyway, that's just some of the board. You can look it up yourself, but it's but it's out there to be found. 931 here at News Talk 1400 DWS. News headlines coming up with Michael Kaiser. We'll continue with more of your phone calls, emails, and texts. I've got some rare baseball feats that we'll get into. And what were you doing 10 years ago today? What do you remember about 10 years ago today? you got to think about it. And you probably won't think about it until I tell you about it. So we'll do that next. Here's Michael Kaiser with I was news headline. Probably in the building. Yeah, you're probably in the building. You don't <laughs> remember what happened ten years ago today? August twenty what is today? Third. Two thousand eight. I can't uh, wait to find okay. out what it is. All right. All right. We'll tell you after the news. A penny for your thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk fourteen hundred WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397, email talk at wdws.com, or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. 
DWS, Penny for your thoughts. Glad to be back with you. Brian Barnhart with you until 11 o'clock today, just ahead of the Rush Limbaugh show after the news at 11. Of course, we'll have uh, programming all day long, uh, sports talk later in the day. We've got Dave Lone headed out west. He'll be covering the Illini volleyball team out in Fort Collins, Colorado, tournament this weekend. So you can listen for all that as we start our sports coverage here on DWS. And they also announced uh, yesterday, somebody asked me about a sideline reporter, Kerry Davis, as you know, had been with us for well, three years, I think now, uh, had been a sideline reporter, former Alina. He's now a high school football coach in the St. Louis area. So we uh, went and found another sideline reporter for this year, and it's also named Davis. His name is Jason Davis. So uh, Jason, who played with the Illini back about 2002, 3, 4, 5, somewhere in that range, uh, was a uh, running back, fullback, and uh, also has named Davis. But Jason Davis will be joining us on the Football Network broadcast coming up starting September 1. So we'll look forward to having uh, Jason Davis with us as well. All right, uh, the Beef House in Covington, Indiana, by the way, you heard about the News Gazette People's Choice. They were a finalist for overall restaurant, best restaurant. And I hope you'll, as we get into football season, whether you make a trip over that way because of football reasons or if you're just heading that direction in general, some people still have birthdays and anniversaries to celebrate, maybe some weddings in there occasionally, invite you to take them all to the Beef House. Great way to enjoy a fantastic meal. Don't forget about going to the Beef House for lunch. They have uh, the best buffet over there. Take advantage of that. You can get uh, the buffet or you can just get a salad for lunch if you want. Get some soup. Did the complete lunch buffet with salad, a tasty entree. You've got the pies up there. Usually they've got pecan or cherry or apple, some different pies. Uh, take advantage of all the opportunities there. So whatever the uh, cause to celebrate is, starting a new college year, starting a new high school year, getting ready for a wedding or anniversary or other family gatherings, uh, stop by the Beef House, Covington, Indiana, just off I-74. Say hi to Bob and Bonnie Wright. Check out the dinner theater over there as well. At some point this year, they have great shows. Go to BeefHouseRolls.com for information on that. Again, a finalist for the News Gazette Best Overall Restaurant, the Beef House in Covington, Indiana, one of our sponsors here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Three five six nine three nine seven. So you can join us today. We've got talk at WDWS.com for the email. You can reach us that way, or you can text us. That's the quickest way, I think, uh, 35153. Five, seven. Happy birthday today to Rick Springfield. Remember Jesse's girl? Rick Springfield is 69 today. Shelley Long from Cheers is 69 today as well. This day in 2011, the east coast from Georgia to as far north as Canada is shaken by a 5.8 magnitude earthquake centered in Virginia. That was the strongest quake to hit that region since 1944. If you remember, the uh, big cities nearby, Washington, D.C., and New York felt the quake. That caused some cracks in the Washington Monument. That was on this day in 2011. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but it was 10 years ago today that Senator Barack Obama announced a running mate in Springfield, Illinois. I am running for president because that's a future I don't accept for my daughters, and I don't accept it for your children, and I don't accept it for the United States of America. It is time for the change that the American people need. Now, with Joe Biden at my side, I am confident we can take this country in a new direction, that we are ready to overcome the adversity of the last eight years, 
that we won't just win this election in November, we will restore that fair shot at your dreams that is at the core of who Joe Biden is and I am and what America is as a nation. So let me introduce to you the next president, the next vice president of the United States of America, Joe Biden. That was 10 years ago today over at the old uh, state capitol in Springfield. You may remember that. August 23rd, 2008, 10 years ago today. So all of that happened then. That's on our uh, history note today. A couple of other leftover notes from the Ohio State store. I mentioned Clark Kellogg was on the uh, board of trustees. He was involved in the meeting. Uh, that somebody caught up with him after all of that happened. It said Ohio State trustee Clark Kellogg was visibly exhausted as he walked from the Longaberger Alumni House toward his vehicle at 9.45 p.m. After about a 12-hour session, Clark Kellogg said Dr. Drake made the decision. The board supported it. He said, now let's call it a night. That was the uh, comments of Clark Kellogg. The board's investigative committee interviewed more than 40 witnesses some multiple times, reviewed more than 60,000 emails and 10,000 text messages in addition to other relevant information. They say the day's proceedings in Columbus began at 9 a.m. after a brief public session in front of a throng of media members. Those involved in the meeting moved to another room for a private executive session. Meyer arrived later in the morning, Urban Meyer did, entering through a side loading dock. At 2.30, his wife Shelley showed up. About three hours later, the A.D. Gene Smith arrived, accompanied by his wife, Sheila. None of them spoke to reporters. All of that happening yesterday over in Columbus. And again, Urban Meyer suspended for three games. Gene Smith suspended as well for a while, the A.D. there in Columbus. Don't know what you make of all of that, but uh, that is what happened yesterday. That was a big sports story that happened to spill over into the news cycle quite a bit. Three five six nine three nine seven is the phone number. You can text us. Castle Heating and Cooling text line had a lot of those already today. That's usually humming pretty quickly in the morning. Three five one five three five seven, and email us talk at wdws dot com. Nine forty four. Good morning to Stan. How are you, Stan? Good morning, Brian. How are you, sir? Good morning. Good morning. I'm yeah. fine. Good. Um, do you remember a uh, a quote, if you will? Uh, from a movie a number of years ago that uh, said sometimes the good of the many outweigh the good of the few. Do you remember that line? Yeah, I saw it in Star Trek, too. Yeah, that's the place it was, Star <laughs> Trek, just just after uh, Spock gave his life for the, the yeah, ship, the, the Enterprise. Yeah, the needs, anyway. of the, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one, I think is what he said, right? Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't mm-hmm. remember the exact quote, but I think you're right. Yeah. I, I give you a kudos for being right, Brian. Yes, thank you. You can do that to me, too, sometimes. <laughs> well, you're but right. Here's the point. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm, no I was right what? No, I go ahead. Uh, <laughs> um, you know me. I call in. I've called in many times mm-hmm. uh, trying to uh, point out and prove and give data and facts 
that prove that we have no liberal media in this country. It's all corporate media. And we have that proof given to us again this week. On Tuesday, the uh, guilty verdicts on Manafort and uh, Cohen were put before the court. And the favorite Trump news organization spent that night, Tuesday night, uh, playing um, information about the college co-ed that was killed by the illegal immigrants. Mm -hmm. And that is a sad story, absolutely. But it really only affects one family. And the information about Trump's illegitimate presidency affects everybody in this country. And therefore, Fox News was pretending that didn't happen. And this next few days, Donald Trump is going to be visiting seven states on a campaign tour mm -hmm. for the midterm elections or the congressional elections. And five of those seven states, the major newspaper in that state, did not have a front page story Wednesday on the verdicts for Manafort and Cohen on Tuesday. They were running other stories and not putting the major effect, major story that has an effect on the entire country on the front page. So you think that was on purpose? Absolutely. No. Five out of seven, It's we have a corporate media, a corporate media that is primary, primary very conservative and leans way far to the right. You have an occasional uh, entry from MSNBC, uh, as an example, that, is, that leans a little bit to the left. But even MSNBC in the election of 2016 gave Donald Trump a billion dollars worth of free advertising because they ran his uh, audio clips all day long, every day. Well, and he helped the ratings, probably. Right? And he's destroying our country, yeah. truthfully. All right. Hey, thank you, Stan. Appreciate yep. it. Thanks, th thanks for the quote, too, that I was able to parlay into a Star Trek mention. And didn't uh, didn't uh, Kirk then go back to Spock and say, in this case, the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the many, right? <laughs> I'm looking at Adam. He's nodding. I think I've got it right. A lot of things you can just trace back to Star Trek, right? 356-9397 is how you can join us. Uh, I was looking at uh, rare feats. Somebody had uh, called yesterday about the Cubs and their a one run in five straight games, asking if I've ever seen anything like that. I've seen that before, low score maybe in two or three games in a row with just one run, but not with all of them solo home runs. I have no idea if that's ever happened before or not. Ten things in Major League Baseball more rare than a no-hitter. Okay, and of course no-hitters are pretty rare, but they've happened occasionally. A 20-strikeout uh, game. That would be uh, one thing, very rare, of course. Roger Clemens did it at one point. Unassisted triple play. The uh, triple crown, of course, is very difficult to accomplish. He's talking about rare baseball feats. Hitting for the cycle. 
I like this one. Stealing second, third, and home in one appearance. A four home run game. I like this one. My favorite one here that I that I really came across that I really like. Just rare feats in baseball. Shortstop doesn't touch the ball. So this has to be one of the more obscure stats that the record keepers could keep track of. When you think about how often a ball gets spread around the infield, it really does seem amazing. In June of 1976, Toby Hera started at shortstop for the Texas Rangers in both games of a doubleheader and didn't touch the ball once. He didn't touch it one time at shortstop. The only time such an event has ever occurred. And, of course, something they call the immaculate inning. When you see a pitcher strike out the side, you can't help but be impressed. What's more impressive, though, is the always elusive immaculate inning occurring when a pitcher strikes out the side needing only nine pitches. That's pretty rare, too. So there's some a little bit of rarity for you when it comes to baseball, anyway. Richard, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Brian. I'm fine, thank you. I, I wanted to make a comment about Stan's comment, and uh, you uh, enlightened him that it came from Star Wars. Um, actually, well, it probably came. It probably came from somewhere back in the medieval times, but they used it on Star Trek. I'm, I'm guessing. Well, actually, Brian, Jesus uh, was prophesied over by Caiaphas, the high priest, and he said to the uh, Sanhedrin. Haven't you considered it's expedient that one man die, that the nation not perish? And it says that he said that, uh, essentially prophesying the death of Jesus. But that's not really why. I yeah, it. no, that's that's a good that's a good uh, variation of it, though. Yeah. Yes, uh, and I think Jesus is a little more significant person than Doctor Spock. Well, yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Mister Spock. Uh, speaking yes. Of, <laughs> speaking of Spock. Yes. You ever watch uh, Big Bang Theory? You know, on occasion, um, I haven't. I'm not like um, I've had other people I know who watch it religiously. I don't, but I but I've seen episodes here and there. Did you know that there's an astronaut uh, by the name of Mike Massimino who is a uh, he's been on the show. Um, he's a true a- uh, astronaut from NASA. He was on a uh, PBS program that I saw two two and a half weeks ago about various astronauts, and they were talking to them about their experience, uh, how it impacted them psychologically, how it may have changed them uh, in their character, just going up and spending time uh, in space and seeing the Earth in particular. And uh, one of the things that Massimino said in this, and, and it bothered me that he said it, he says, you look out there and you see all those stars and you know, you know all the galaxies out mm-hmm. there. And it just it just doesn't seem rational that we are alone. And yet, um, I've done an awful lot of reading on it, and I'm going to quote a man who, in 2010, at the age of about 85, said he was an atheist. He's a renowned mathematician, an Oxford mathematician by the name of Roger Penrose. Penrose uh, worked out the likelihood, essentially, of life uh, occurring on this third rock from the sun. Um, He took the number 10 and took it to the 10th power. That's 10 billion. Then he took that number to 123 uh, 
If you just squared 10 billion, you come up with 19 zeros after a one. <laughs> and, and the article that I was reading, well, a page of the book said that if you were to try to express that number, 10 billion to the 123rd power, it would take more time than the universe has existed, which is somewhere between 15, 20 billion years. Mm. It would take that much time just to say, like, one, two, three, ten billion, eight hundred and seventy-four million, and so forth. And so wow! On. Yeah. And I, I, I thought Penrose was asked in two thousand ten about his religious beliefs. He said, "Oh, I'm, I'm an atheist." So he wasn't motivated by any religious uh, hmm. point. But one of the things that Massimino is not aware of is that, yeah, there may be as many as. Uh, 200 billion planets in our solar system alone, which has somewhere between 100 billion and 200 billion stars, mm-hmm. life could not exist if you moved much further in, several hundred uh, light years in towards the center, because the uh, overall radiation level from all the stars that are concentrated in the center would make life absolutely impossible at any level. Yeah in our solar system and Hmm. that surely is true for all the other solar systems so you're looking at maybe only 10 percent of our solar system that could if it had planets actually be a potential for life so the numbers just go astronomically high how bigger than most of us can comprehend hey richard thank you for sharing all that with me i appreciate it okay right yep good good to have you on uh yeah when you think about it and by the way, the uh, TV show we mentioned, I think they're in their last year. They announced they're going to end it soon. It's been on, I think, a dozen years. Third Rock from the Sun was another show that used to be on. But you're right. When you think about where our planet is in this solar system and then how small our solar system is compared to the vast expanse of space, and I don't know if we have any the mental ability to comprehend how big space is, it is pretty amazing where we are in relation to the sun and the fact that life can exist here and so forth. It is pretty remarkable. All right. Hey, Steve, good morning. Good morning, Brian. How are you? You get your astronomy lesson there. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> I tell you what, when tinfoil hat Stan calls in with all his quotes and stuff, from, he gets most of them from MSNBC, and then to call him a, a, a little left is <laughs> hilarious. And as far as Manafort, that had nothing to do with Trump. Number one, absolutely nothing. They were just trying to get him to squeeze. And as far as the other, his Trump's former lawyer, he just represented him in some some other things. What he what he copped to isn't even isn't even an uh, I don't know unlawful what he did. I mean. Look at Obama. He paid. He got two million dollars from somebody, and they found out later that it was. And he paid three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Fine. It's not just anything to do with this country. What Donald Trump spent his money on? My God, Bill Clinton spent eight hundred fifty thousand dollars on one of the women he raped just to get her not to file rape charges. I mean, let's let's get off of this stuff and get on to what's good for the country. And as far as Stan talking about what's, you know, this is what the country wants, he watches too much of that fake news and then oh. tries to get you to admit that he's right. <laughs> that was hilarious. 
All right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, I did. It, okay. It's hilarious every time he calls in. All right. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it. You. Yep, you bet. A quick break. Back with more to wrap up this hour, and then we'll continue after the top of the hour. More open line today. I'm just having fun here on a Thursday. Back in a moment. Somebody asked if Gene Roddenberry was a prophet <laughs> when it comes to uh, what the out the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one from uh, Star Trek, or vice versa, depending on what was said at the end of the movie in the Wrath of Khan. All right, uh, 9.59 here at DWS. The news coming up here in about five seconds on WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Back with more. Kind of a wide-open Thursday on DWS Champaign-Urbana. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. Back on Penny for your thoughts. Kind of a wide open uh, Thursday today. Open line time here up until 11 o'clock. We'll have the CBS News at the top of the hour. Rush Limbaugh show after the news at 11. Sunny today, headed for a high of 78, already 68. Beautiful weather here. Let's just keep this for the rest of the uh, summer. Unfortunately, we can't do that, I guess, but uh, hopefully the weather will be good. we get closer to football, and it's starting. Just got an email in on some rule changes for the NFL, uh, NFL for the 2018 college football season. I think you'll find a couple of these interesting. The rules committee has come up with. One of them involves kickoff returns. Tell you about that here in a moment. Let's go to uh, John. Good morning. How are you today? Hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty fair, by golly, and you're absolutely right. It is a magnificent day. Yes, it is. You know, not a cloud in the sky. Temperature is amazing. Wind is perfect. I should be golfing, but I'm not. Well, I need to be outside. I'd move the studio outside. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to touch on a couple of things. Um, the, the gentleman called in earlier talking about life on other planets, and, and, and uh, you know, th- that can go back and forth and back and forth forever. But I've always had the same thought about this, and that is, you know, I can't live underwater, and fish can't live up above the water, right? Mm-hmm. So for people to talk about you, you can't get any closer to the sun and survive, that that's because we can't get closer to the sun and survive. That doesn't mean something else can't. But we can't get further from the sun and survive. That doesn't mean something else can't. And if God created the earth and the universe, and to think that we are the only thing that lives on the only planet that he decided to make something live on would be the most arrogant thought pattern you could think of. Hmm. Okay? It's not like we're the experiment, but when he got done with earth, he went, all right, that's it. You know, it's day seven. I'm done. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah. So you so you anyway, think there's you think there could be life out there somewhere else similar to ours? Then. I think that I think to think that there's not life out there somewhere else is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I mean, it, just because we exist here doesn't mean that something else can't exist somewhere else. 
you know i yeah. it, you know it just it just makes sense it, it, to, to 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 think that nothing else lives out there you know too many unexplained things happen you know and you know it, it so anyway, all right. Well, getting getting onto something else. Though, I wanted to touch on somebody else that called in previously. All right. Well, and thank you. I, I have to I, I have to agree with him that Stan is one of the most entertaining callers <laughs> that calls in. He literally calls in sounding like a little kid that just had his lollipop taken away. Okay. All right. Trump well, president, deal with it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank have you, a John. Great day. Appreciate it. Have Thank you. Day. Yep, you bet. Three five six nine three nine seven. Yes, it is a, a pretty day out there. I had a pretty day yesterday with the uh, rebounders. Had to, uh, uh, well, not had to. I was out there with a good group of guys, and we didn't come anywhere close to winning. But uh, hey, we had fun out there. The weather was terrific. I just kept looking up at the sky. Just how blue was it? Wow. With the white clouds, it was Larry Canford type uh, picture yesterday. So I enjoyed that. Brad Underwood's still having some trouble with his uh, his leg, his knee. So uh, he's was gimping around a little bit, but hopefully he'll get that. He says he'll get that ready to go by the uh, by the season. But I think it's an old college injury from years ago. It's what he told me. It's kind of flared up. So hopefully he can get that uh, taken care of and get everybody ready to go with basketball basketball uh, season following the football season, which starts here in a week plus. We're going to have a Illini Friday coverage for you coming up next Friday. Not this Friday, but a week from Friday, Illini Friday. We'll tell you about that and some wrinkles we've added for that. We hope to anyway. And our flashback Friday is a week from Friday as well. This is an extra long month, it seems, because we've got five, you know, five, uh, I think five Mondays. Just that extra time in there, it just seems to uh, stretch out the month. All right. Now, yesterday we got a lot of call from Dave's. And my board here is all John. All right, let's try this, John. How are you? Hey, good morning. Okay, I guess this must be my time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Brad, I'm going to enlighten you a little bit. Hey, you know, if we can go there, they should be able to come here. And uh, George, you remember now in the 70s, George Clinton proved that because he had a group called Parliament, and they said uh, home of the mothership and the uncut uncut funk so it is true we do have aliens out here and george clinton's still walking around on the earth doing good <laughs> so, they're, so 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 they're out there somewhere so the whole uh they're out there, the, the, they're the, out there somewhere the, so so, hey. so the whole premise of uh, star trek and going out there uh, you know to find new civilizations uh, you think that was uh right on target Right on target. Yeah. And I'm sure George, George Clinton probably met Gene Roddenberry. They probably bust out laughing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, John. Take care. We appreciate it. See, I love open lines because I didn't expect to come in and talk about this today. <laughs> but here we are. Got a text in says, I don't know, but do you think it's possible for a spirit to live underwater? We can't during our living years on Earth, but maybe our afterlife we can. We don't know yet. That's a good question. All right, one John to another John. Hey, hey, I've, I've been I've been having conversations with you for about two minutes. <laughs> you keep keep thinking it's you. Yeah. Oh, I I, ans- I answered you twice mm. and you just ignored me. Oh well. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm hearing something different when 
when he puts me on hold, I hear, am I supposed to hear everything that each, uh, that you and the caller are saying? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. From what uh, I understand. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. fine. No complaint. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I have figured out with all of his many talents, uh, that Stan is supplying those bumper stickers you were asking about the other day. Oh, the Rodney Davis ones? Uh, well, in anything that's for the for the left, I, I heard I heard that he bought everything that Hillary had left from her ninety uh, from her two thousand sixteen campaign, and he's he's handing them out he's handing them out to people uh, mm. who are angry and have no pride, mm. and uh, they're they're putting them on their their bumpers. Well, he might have a few from oh eight too. Uh, well, that that could be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm following this Trump thing, and I just am bewildered by it, you know, by all the investigations and everything. Mm-hmm. And I would love, in a way, I would love to have seen Trump put a stop to it. But I I think he probably didn't want to do that because they jump all over that, too. But I'm really not very worried that they're going to do much to Trump. They may try to do something to him. But I think he'll be able to handle it because I think he's as smart as any of those uh, uh, guys that are trying to nail him. He better be. Well, and the results that he's getting uh, with uh, with his job as president of the United States, he's handling a little thing, a few things that are a little uh, deeper yeah, well, than the, what he's listening to yeah. and being thrown at him. And as you know, the president, and this has been talked about, the president has the right to, he could fire, he could fire everybody in this and end it. If he wanted well, to, sure. the question is, what would be the political fallout of that? Uh, you know, that's where you run because the whole any anything tied to impeachment is a political process. I mean, the whole that's the way the founders set it up, and so it's a pretty high bar. Impeachment is we saw that with Bill Clinton. I mean, he was impeached, but he was not convicted because you got to yeah. have it. You know, they set it up that way to be deliberately difficult. Might as well have been the Ohio State coach. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it, you know, it's impeachment is one of those politically charged words. When you throw it out there, then then everybody covers the fact that you're saying the word impeachment. Then it just becomes a firestorm. But I mean, in in reality, and I've even read other articles, liberal writers who have said, you know, impeachment is a, you know, you're not going to get, uh, you may get it if the Democrats were to take over the House, they have to start all the proceedings. Then you've got to get the right number of votes, obviously, and then you've got to send mm-hmm. it to the Senate, and you got to get what is it, two thirds of the Senate, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean that's a really high bar, and uh, and that's why a lot of Democrats, even Nancy Pelosi, is like, no, we can't really campaign on impeachment, but they don't mind the word being bandied about either. Oh, certainly, it sounds sounds threatening. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think we're getting more and more people paying attention to politics. You have some that just say. I'll never listen to anything political, but I, I think the last uh, election proved that more and more people finally had enough of what was going on, and I don't think there's ever been a phrase uh, by any president that was that was any greater to hear than "I'm going to drain the swamp." And I tell you, there's a lot of people left that worked for the federal government. Uh, in in uh, like the FBI and and the Department of Justice hmm. that are still in there, and I I believe that Trump would have fired uh, Mueller 
if he hadn't been trying to avoid all the backlash and and the left and say, well, we're going to turn it up more. Mm-hmm. All right. But hey, you know what? Go ahead. Yeah, uh, uh, there's there's more to it than uh, uh, than turning it up because he can turn it up too if he really wants to. I think he wanted to see. He wanted to let Mueller come up with every charge that he could come up with. And if it turned out being nothing, I think he's hoping that, uh, I feel that he's hoping that uh, uh, some of the Democrats would even uh, favor him. But I, I, I don't, I think it's foolish to think that any Democrats are going to favor Trump because they hate him so because he's doing a good job and they don't know what to do with it. You know, it's making their heads mm. pop open. But um, I have one quick question. Yeah. To, uh, if, do you have time for it? Yeah, sure. Oh, Okay. I was uh, I was really happy when we got uh, Diane Marlin uh, for uh, Urbana Mayor mm-hmm. and Deb Finan for Champagne Mayor, but both of them turned around and did something that I just I, I, I guess it's the right, but they both talk about being not political or non-political, uh, but both of them turned around and. Uh, named their city cities as sanctuary cities and i don't really care for that mm. champagne did that and, i didn't know champagne had done that but oh yeah i'm gonna be close on this but mm. i'm gonna say well it was definitely within the last year mm. but it might have been bit probably sometime last winter okay uh well i'll look, fine did, so. I'll, I'll look that up okay john i do need to move now uh-huh. thank you all righty thank, thank all, you all right we had three johns in a row um let's go to uh rick hi rick hey how you doing good how are you i'm doing pretty good um i'm going to tell you what's frustrating me about all this uh political attacks and it frustrated me back when clinton was in uh, it, it frustrated me with Hillary, and it frustrates me now with Trump, and that's that we spend a lot of time trying to attack individual people instead of talking about their ideas and talking about what's good about them and what's bad about the ideas, because uh, that's really what is important. And I think what happens is when ideas win in an election, the other side can't fight the ideas because they lost the election, so then they start attacking the people, and that doesn't help anybody. No, and I think, you know, when the when the Democrats had lost what to Reagan twice and lost to Bush again in 88, they adjusted. They, they came up, Bill Clinton was a little more, you know, considered a little more in the middle, and, you know, they realized the electorate was not with them on certain issues, and so they moved a little more to the center and to the center-right, when they elected Bill Clinton, and uh, anymore, you're right, I think what's happened is, as the House of Representatives becomes more polarized because of all all sorts of reasons, but people are not saying, well, maybe we were wrong about this, we need to adjust what what our platform is or what we're standing for, it's just, well, you guys are out of your mind for voting that way, which is kind of what you're saying. I mean, that's what it's basically come down to. It's like campaigning anymore comes down to you suck no you suck yeah. no you suck more you know and it's it's like a a, a grade school sandlot uh in instead of an election where we're talking about ideas that are going to 
advance or not advance our our agendas and our countries. And uh, I think it may have started back with Nixon and Watergate, and then they saw how effective that was, and then little by little it keeps ramping up. You know, Bush and Reagan were both dunces. They were ignoramuses. Uh, you know, Clinton was immoral, and, uh, you know, Obama was a socialist, and, and we keep attacking the individual instead of deliberating ideas anymore. Yeah. No, I agree with you. It turns into a food fight, unfortunately. Um, you know, you remember the old cafeteria food fights in high school? Yeah, well. <laughs> or in grade school? Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, and every, everybody ends up dirty. Yeah. And that's what's that's what's discouraging for me. When I I can't watch cable TV much anymore because it's just a food fight. It's like well, it you is, you know, and it's just silly. We got yeah. five hundred and thirty-six people in Washington D.C. that nobody can respect anymore. No, that's right, and it's too bad because I think there's a lot yeah. of a lot of big issues out there that people struggle with every day, and you know, people are just throwing food at each other, basically. That basically is yep. all right. Thanks, Thanks. Rick. And Tim's been waiting. Hi, Tim. Good morning. Hi, Brian. I'm most the uh, Twin City Knights of Columbus here in uh, Champaign. Yeah. And we've got an opportunity that we'd like to toss out to your listeners. On Sunday, September 30th, at the, uh, I believe it's a 220 game up in Chicago, someone, I think, called the St. Louis Cardinals or wanting to take on the Cubs up there. Yeah, and you might might be a little bit of an interesting game considering we're we seem to be getting real close here uh, with central division champions and wild card being decided. Well, it might be for the division title. Yeah, the way it's going. So, uh, and that so we'd like to invite some people to come up on a bus trip with us. And that uh, tickets are $120 each. We're in uh, Section 505, I believe it is, and that and that includes the game ticket, bus ride up, and uh, refreshments on the bus. And that, unfortunately, we're restricted to about 50 tickets, all we got available. And that, so uh, like I say, put it out there. Anyone interested uh, can call me at 217-840. Six eight eight four. Okay, eight four eight four zero six eight eight four. Yeah. Okay. And they can leave their uh, name and phone number, and I'll get back to them as soon as I can. Probably won't be able to take any calls this morning, but we'll get to them as soon as we can. All right. Sounds good, Tim. Thank you. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right, Adam. Let's take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. All right, back on Penny for your thoughts. Michael Kaiser is joining me. He's got the news here coming up, and uh, Michael works with me in the booth as a uh, spotter for uh, Line Eye Games, uh, statistician and spotter. Mark Schultz does a lot of it too, and Tim Dittman as well. The uh, couple of rules on uh, college football for this year: the kickoff return continues to be a play with the highest risk of head injuries. There have been a number of rule changes in recent years intended to provide incentives for a team to not return the kickoff. Of course, since 2013, after a touchback on the kickoff, the ball is brought out to the 25. Mm-hmm. But teams, in response, some kickers have perfected the yard of the pooch kick, lofting the ball deep in the receiving team's space, like inside the five-yard yeah. line or so, to force a return and pin them deep with four field position. So to counter this trend, the committee this year created a new rule. If a kickoff 
Man, receiver, makes a fair catch inside his 20-yard line. His team will have the ball at the 25-yard line, just as if the ball had been caught and down inside the end zones. For example, if you catch it as a uh, kick returner inside the 5 or 10, for example, fair catch, you'll get the ball at the 25. It's going to take me a little bit to get used to that in live game action. (laughs) You know, I'm listening to you read that right now, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's simple enough. But to get used to that, like, Oh, he just fair caught the ball. I mean, guys do it on the punts all the time because mm-hmm. that's just been the rule forever. Yeah. But on a kickoff, that's totally different. The hope is this will change. Uh, will it, it will encourage teams to take advantage of the better field position rather than return the kick. Well, so there you go. That's a big change. Well, then we lose the electric kickoff return, really kickoff spin return. style that we had back in 2007 against Penn State. Mm-hmm. Hey, you lose that, and you know I get that it's dangerous, but uh, I mean you were. I wasn't here yet, but that, that was an electric moment in that game mm-hmm. and in that season. We've had a few of those over yeah. the years. So yeah. Anyway, that's a new rule. All right, let's get to the news with Michael and then more. Penny, for your thoughts, open line up until 11. Now, I talked about the returning to school and maybe your um, family needs have changed over time, whether you're downsizing or upsizing. Let me tell you about the folks at uh, Steve and Pam Starwald at Keller Williams, the Husband and wife team there. They are the uh, husband and wife team that has assembled an outstanding team to work with them on home inspection, lending, and so forth. Pam, by the way, has completed uh, and uh, training and earned a certificate that makes her a senior real estate specialist, assisting those maybe at a time in their lives when they want to uh, downsize. They can also help out. Here's an interesting thing they can do is if you're moving out of state, they can get you in touch with a realtor in that state where you are moving to and get you all set up in a specific need and location. Most of their business is from past customers and referrals from their customers. We live in a small enough community that uh, word of mouth is very, very important. If you're looking to uh, sell, give them a call. They can meet with you with no obligation on your end to discuss your time frame and urgency to sell. If you're buying a home, they can walk you through the entire process every step of the way. So the number is 239-7156, and that number will roll into Pam's cell number. So not going to go into a voice box and disappear for several days. That will roll to her cell number, and she'll get right back to you if she happens to be with a client. And Steve, of course, been involved with Pam in this uh, business of theirs at Keller Williams, uh, helping you move and sell your homes. They do a great job for you. So I would recommend them, 239-7156. If you can't remember the number, just Google Starwalt, S-T-A-R-W-A-L-T, and it'll come up. And you can get a hold of them that way. So, Or you can Google Steve and Pam, or Steve or Pam, and uh, try it out. You'll see what I mean. So if you have any questions in regards to any of that, give them a call. Google them. Steve and Pam Starwalt, the outstanding husband and wife team at Keller Williams. A couple of other rule changes here. 3569397, by the way, is the phone number. We've talked rule changes. We've talked life on other planets and or solar systems. We've quoted Star Trek a little bit. Needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one, as they said. So we've had a a lot of fun today, a lot of variety, a little bit about the president, a little bit about uh, other things along the way as well. I mentioned right before the uh, news with Michael the fair catch on the kickoff now. If you catch it with a fair catch, and again, a lot of this has to do with head injuries they're concerned about. And you saw it when they first made the rule five years ago about if the ball is uh, down, it goes to the uh, 25 rather than the standard 20. They were trying to cut down on the number of returns and potential injuries. 
Well, then teams started, you could almost see it. Teams started kicking it shorter so it would be caught at the 5 or the 10 and the forcing a return and then try to pin you deep. Well, now you can down it and you'll get it at the 25 no matter where you are. Make a fair catch anyway. Also, a penalty enforcement on field goals. Under the current rules, if the defense commits a personal foul or unsportsmanlike conduct during a field goal, the kicking team must either take the points off the board and continue the drive with a first down or decline the penalty and keep the three points. That's the way it is now. However, the penalty would not carry over to the kickoff after the successful field goal. Beginning in 2018, college football, there's the option to keep the three points and enforce the penalty on the kickoff, just as with such a foul during a touchdown. The effect of that change is to make penalty enforcement the same on all scoring plays. Major change uh, in blocking for 2018. Downfield more than five yards beyond the line of scrimmage. Any block below the waist is illegal. And also on uniforms, says here over the last several years, we've seen a trend in players' pants getting shorter. This has been a safety component as exposing the knees without padding means a risk of knee injuries and lacerations and is detrimental to the look of the game. In 2017, the College Football Rules Committee declared the beginning this year now, the legal uniform will include knee pads in the pants with the knee pads and pants completely covering the knees. Officials are mandated to enforce this rule strictly by not allowing players to be in the game with pants that do not completely cover the knees. Uncovered knees indicate illegal equipment. Players must uh, leave the game for at least one down and may not return until the equipment is legal. And also the pace of play. The Rules Committee College Football continues to try to reduce the overall length of games by gaining efficiency during dead times. This year the rules have been changed to shorten the time between the touchdown and the extra point and between the kickoff return and the first play from scrimmage. They say in both cases now the 40-second play clock will start as soon as the ball is dead. Instead of pausing for one minute between the touchdown and the extra point, the 40-second play clock will begin counting down as soon as the touchdown is scored. And similarly, when the ball becomes dead after the kickoff, the 40-second play clock will start. This should have a significant impact on the amount of time it takes to manage the touchdown and the ensuing kickoff. And the other rule change, just an interesting note, For many years, the rules have allowed an umpire in baseball to wear a small TV camera, no audio on his or her cap. Based on experiments during one of the bowl games this year, the rule has been expanded to allow any official to wear such a cap cam subject to the approval of two teams and the officials' conference. So in college football, you may start seeing the little cam on the referee's hat there. That's pretty interesting. Someone says we need a Star Wars quote. The Force will always be with you. (laughs) Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right, 1048 here at DWS. We're on Penny for Your Thoughts. Open line time today. Had some fun here on a Thursday. Talked to Carol Varell a few minutes tomorrow about her uh, another cold case, and she uh, had a story that recently we did, uh, that she did, that we uh, helped highlight a little bit here on Penny and in the newspaper through News Gazette Media and resulted in some charges in a case that had gone cold for a while. So we'll talk to her for a few minutes. 
And also the uh, Mennonite sale down in Arthur going on, coming up. Of course, a lot of things happening in Muhammad, Muhammad Festival over there. You'll see that in the News Gazette today with the on-the-go segment. And there's a big uh, section, a high school preview. You can check out today as well in the News Gazette. So lots of things happening here near the end of August, August 23rd. We're back with more, 1048. We'll take a break. Back with more Penny after this. Ten fifty one here at DWS. Penny for your thoughts. Had some open line time today. We've had it pretty much the whole show, and we've got some more here. Another nine minutes or so. If you want to uh, jump in at any point on the text line or the uh, call in line three five six nine three nine seven. Text line is three five one five three five seven. Just glancing at a couple here that came in. Uh, Urban Meyer didn't mention a word about spousal abuse in his statement to the press. Does he even care? And another one says, the caller who thinks it's arrogant to think we are the only life form demonstrates his lack of investigation. Another non-believer who was a biologist and is credited with discovering the structure of DNA, Francis Crick, when faced with the statistical unlikelihood of life forming via random selection here on Earth, the most favorable site imaginable for life, said that life must have been brought here from outside our solar system to the caller Sir, educate yourself before expressing opinion. And a text here says, when November comes, all the media will get a lesson in loyalty. That's on the text line here, 3515357. Mentioned the uh, Cubs got a win at Detroit, 8-2. Daniel Murphy, single home run in the fifth inning, just joined the Cubs from Washington. He's been big in the postseason before for the Nationals. And the Cardinals now have won eight straight road games. They are 17-4 and four this month. And they've homered in 15 straight games, the Cardinals have. And even the White Sox are playing a little better here lately. Uh, what was the number I saw on the White Sox? They've won six out of eight. Of course, they've been in a rebuilding mode. And I don't know if you're going to do this or not. I don't know what you think of this, so... Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson to play in a one-on-one pay-per-view golf match Thanksgiving weekend. Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson will play a one-on-one golf match over Thanksgiving weekend that will be broadcast on pay-per-view. The 18-hole match will take place at Shadow Creek in Las Vegas. The winner, winner take all, to get $9 million. The pay-per-view cost is to be announced later. Tiger Woods tweeted, it's on. Phil Mickelson, replying to Tiger Woods on Twitter, said, let's do this. And I, and I, I like to watch golf. I, I usually watch the majors. I don't watch every tournament that comes on television. I don't know, would you do, would you do the pay-per-view for that? I think they're going to mic the guys up uh, with their reactions and uh, some strategy, and I think they're going to do some side bets as well, from what I understand in this pay-per-view between Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. I don't know. What do you think? I I don't know. And if I suppose it would consume four or five hours. I don't know if I could commit that kind of time. I know I couldn't anyway. <laughs> too, much, too many sporting events. But uh, pay-per-view, how about that? 
Let's see. Uh, close encounters of the third kind quote. This means something. Okay, that's another one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 10.54 here at DWS. Uh, Brian, good morning. Good morning, Brian. Brian, I'd like to weigh in on the Silent Sam statue that yes. was torn down in North Carolina. Uh-huh. <laughs> that statue was put up there in honor of Confederate and Union soldiers, you know, and, uh, you know, the demonstrators claimed that uh, they're white supremacists, racists, and all this stuff, and the statue had to come down. You know, but not all the Confederates were, you know, that way. I mean, some of them were probably forced into the Army, um, you know, and erasing our history in this way is just, is tragic. Well, here's, uh, it's, it's interesting because I meant to bring this up earlier, and yeah, the Silent Sam statue you're talking about uh, was funded by the University Alums and the United Daughters of the Confederacy. It was erected in 1913 as a memorial to the Confederate alumni who lost their lives in the American Civil War. More than 1,000 members of the University of North Carolina fought in the American Civil War in either the Northern or Southern armies, which comprised at least 40% of the student body at the time. Yeah, so. yeah. you know, and uh, I think uh, the Silent Sam is unarmed. If I think he was. Uh, well, I'm looking at a picture of it. He's got a rifle in his... Um, Oh, does he have yes. a rifle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I guess I guess they they smeared blood on it and stuff the week before or something like that. And it's just a shame that our history is being erased. And uh, you know, those are veterans. They died. They died fighting for a cause they believed in. They were Americans, and uh, you know, we still honor them on Veterans Day. I don't care what side they fought for. Well, it's interesting, and I did a little more reading on the uh, the photo here that I'm looking at. It depicted, it was part of the tradition of Silent Sam uh, Sentinel statues depicting soldiers without ammo or with their guns at parade rest. So he's not pointing at anybody, it's just resting there, but it is mm-hmm. he does have it. So anyway, yeah. I also have another comment. Yes. Uh, you know, these Antifa people that attack uh, Trump supporters with their Make America Great hat on or you know, Republican congressman or whatever. Why Why wasn't that be a federal hate crime? Well, you got me there. I don't know. Doesn't it protect a, it, does it protect a uh, political affiliation or not? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the technicalities of hate crimes, how they, how they judge those. And that would um, certainly be a, a hate action, I would guess. Yeah, well, but in a broad, very broad definition... I mean, any crime is a hate. I mean, a crime. Yeah, right. I mean, I I, I and, totally agree with and, that. And I, I mean, don't know. You know, I think we've gotten, you know, so crazy. technical. Well, technical with our terms, <laughs> it just it gets it gets um, out of control that way. But uh, well, when you you label it a hate crime, I think it's a federal crime, yeah. then, isn't it? Yeah, and I, and again, I don't know all the rules on you know how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, good question for one of our judges. I know that. <laughs> well, Mr. Steigman, next week, right? Yes. That'd be a good right, person thanks, to ask. Brian. Thank you. What is it they said? Uh, it's above my pay grade. <laughs> so I don't. Uh, I was uh, I studied broadcasting, not uh, legal matters in college. So 
Anyway, uh, 10.58 here at DWS, headed for 11 o'clock. So I'll have some more open line time tomorrow. I'll visit with Carol Varel. We'll talk about the Mennonite sale down in Arthur. Let's see here. It says here, people should check out, this is on the text line, people should check out the documentary on Netflix called Unacknowledged with Dr. Stephen Greer. After that, Google him and check out some of his videos. So Dr. Stephen Greer, you can check that out. All right, 1059 here at DWS. Is that about people from outer space or something, unacknowledged? Okay. I don't know. I have to Google it, I guess. All right, that's going to uh, wrap it up for me today. I had a fun time today. I really enjoyed it. A lot of different topics, kind of on a wide-open day today. Uh, by the way, uh, good luck to Ann Johnston, the owner, of course, of Campus Flores, closing at the end of October. May have to try to catch up with her at some point, talk about her career a little bit before her uh, flower shop closes down later this fall. So I uh, saw that. You can check that out in the News Gazette today as well. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate Adam for producing today. Thank you for being with us. All of your input. That was a lot of fun. Back tomorrow at 9. The news is next at WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, 11 o'clock Central.